physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. What is going on, ladies? I hope you're having a great day, a great May so far. Look at me just on a roll with the rhymes today. <laughs> um, I, oh, I just hope you're well and that everything's going great for you. I, if you've been here before, you know all about me already. My name's Brittany. I'm a Catholic wife and mom of two, technically three boys. Third one is coming in July and we are just trucking. We are enjoying the springtime weather, getting out there, doing all the things before little man joins us. So I have already started. This just happened yesterday. So I'm due to end of July. Both of them have been late so far. We'll see what happens. But I started washing the clothes already. <laughs> and I know I'm going to rewash them before he comes. But here's the mentality is I love summer so much that I know that I don't want to spend any time that I could be outside. I don't want to spend that inside doing things. So I'm trying to front load as much of the work as I can. But this might have gone a little too far. I brought up my breast pump and milk bags and stuff the other day because I had some tucked in the basement from after Joe. And as I'm putting them in the cupboard, my husband's like, Britt, that's a little, really? We're doing that? <laughs> and I said, like, well, I don't want to be in there, you know, in the basement searching for it in a couple months. I, of course, I already have, you know, it's all in my planner what day I should go get it. That's, I think, on my list for June and July is to do that. But uh, alas, it's already done. These things are already happening. And hopefully it doesn't bite me in the butt. So there we go. That's all you need to know about me is that I'm a little bit type A, a little bit crazy in that regard. But, you know, man plans and God laughs. So I'm sure maybe it'll come a month early and I'll be like, wow, I'm so glad that I did these things. You never know. Anyways, I run fitmomlifetothefulls.com. I'm a personal trainer and I love helping moms figure out how to break all this health and fitness stuff down in your season of life and to make it sustainable. We are mid-challenges right now. That's been the biggest theme is like, wow, I can't believe how sustainable this is. I can't believe how much I don't feel deprived. That is like music to my ears to hear that. So keep on rocking it if you are in my challenge and rocking on so far. Just keep with it. It's consistency that's going to do it. It's not these quick fixes. All right. Anyway, if you want to talk to me about anything, you know where to find me on Instagram, fitmomlife to the fullest, or at my email, fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com. Onward and forward. Thank you so much for your questions. You guys are where I get them from. And we are doing a little Q&A today. So number one, what do I do if I am stuck in a plateau? Great question. Okay. I would have some follow-up questions to this question, which is like, okay, are you already tracking your macros or eating intuitively? Like where are we at with nutrition? Because plateaus can come when you are tracking macros. Plateaus can also come when you've tracked for a while, you've learned how, then you've been eating intuitively and you plateau. So if right now you are tracking macros, your macros all seem really on point, maybe you need to cut them down a little bit. Maybe you need to start doing a cut, see if your body responds well to that, and then we are going to work it back up by reverse dieting back up to where you were and then hit maintenance for a while. That's how tracking macros go. You don't just sit at the same macro targets forever. That's one thing you could look at. Another thing is, so if you've been eating intuitively, so this is what I usually recommend, is like track your macros, figure out how to do it, get to a place, maybe you've done a couple cuts, a couple reverse diets, couple maintenance, you know, a couple cycles of that, and now you've backed off and you are eating intuitively. You pretty much know what targets you need to hit. 
you eat very similarly, you don't have to track it all the time, but now you do find you're plateauing. Okay, maybe you're even starting to gain a little fat. That's when I would say dial back in and track for a little bit because you might be going a little more off course than you think you are. There is no shame in that. That's you know me 98% of the time. I will track for three months or like even a month, then I will take a couple months off. I'll track, I'll take off because we're human and I think we can allow things to creep in. That's why some people like to track all the time. Uh, For some people, it's like a budget. They're like, if I don't have a written budget, I'm going to not know what to spend and the spending is going to slowly creep. And I think even for many of us, if we are still pretty diligent, we still might overspend a little if we're not writing down exactly, you know, or have a plan already. Like say you've got $100 a month in your home decor, right? Okay, but you haven't been keeping track of it and you keep ordering things off Amazon and you got all this stuff coming in. You're like, whoa, okay, this has gotten a little crazy. I should dial it back down. Make sure I look at what the goals are again. Really write down every single thing. So if you're eating intuitively and you feel like you're plateauing, my first advice to you would be get back to tracking. See where you're at. Make sure you're kind of on point. But then from there, sometimes our body just does plateau. Sometimes we seem like we're not losing fat for a while. I had a client, and I shared this on social media, so you might have seen it, but she did the 12-week challenge, which is, a, which is a long challenge, okay? She did pretty much back-to-back the eight-week beginner challenge, saw really good success. Um, actually, then she took a couple months off and then did the 12-week challenge starting January, and she didn't see as much success as she wanted to. And then she sent me an email, like, not even a month later, that was, oh my goodness, look at these pictures. I can't even believe how the fat is literally falling off me. Like body weight and fat are falling off. And those pictures were so dramatic. And it just took her body a little longer. Sometimes our body just wants to cling to fat. And everybody's different. Some people lose steadily the whole way through. Some people hold it. You finally, you know, your body finally responds to what you're doing, the cut calories or the enhanced workouts or whatever. And then it'll surprise you and drop that. There are some other tools that you can throw in. One thing that we're doing right now in the Advanced Challenge is dabbling in carb cycling. You can look up how to do that. I'm not going to go into it this whole episode, but that is one tool that I will pull out of my back pocket for somebody who feels like they are plateauing. It does take a little more planning than just tracking macros. It is a little harder to work in social situations. So I don't have many people do it, but I've had a couple people do it who I feel like just need a little bit of help getting out of a rut. Okay, so... Google that if you've kind of checked the boxes on the other things and you just feel like you're stuck. Also, then I would look at workouts. If you've been doing the same workouts for a while and you're not progressing anything, you're not adding weight, you're not adding reps, you're not taking less rest time, you're just pretty much doing the same old workouts, then yeah, your body's going to get used to it. And they're going to get used to, your body's going to get used to that level. So you got to dial something up there, whether it's, you know, changing just one variable, like adding weight, or, it, or decreasing rest time, or switching it up with a different style of workout. I'll do that a lot for my one-on-one clients where it seems like they're kind of plateauing when we're just straight lifting. And then I'll go to more CrossFit style of like full body lifting or, or you know, each muscle group at a time, but throwing cardio right into the workout where they're doing, you know, four exercises, then sprinting a quarter of a mile on the treadmill, then resting, then going back from the top. You know, sometimes you just need to mix it up a little because your body is just kind of getting stale in what it's doing. But more often than not, it's you not pushing yourself hard enough in what you're doing. 
and uh, being honest with yourself that, okay, do I feel like I am giving as much as I can to these workouts? The answer is no. Look at dialing them up to help you push out of that plateau. All right, number two, what can I start doing immediately postpartum? Okay, great question. Very applicable for me soon. So I relate. It can be tough to, you know, make yourself wait the six weeks, especially I feel like for first time moms, because you want to make sure your body will go back to the way it was. Um, you want to see that weight come off. Like you, you almost want to prove to yourself that you can get back. And you're a little bit fearful, I think, that it won't. I know I was. I'm not putting that on anyone else. I know that that was my concern. It's like, okay, am I really going to, you know, be able to get back to around where I was and be as strong and whatever? So I get that it can be hard, especially then with the one baby. It's a little easier to work in starting to work out. So you kind of get the itch, I think. Whereas me looking at about to have baby number three, I'm like, Honestly, I can tell you very honestly, that is like my last concern. It's like, okay, I need to get a handle on how this household is going to run with three kids. I need to grab sleep when I can because I'm going to have two other crazy people (laughs) around to raise. And I will start working on that stuff, but it's not as, you know, pressing of a thing. But for those of you who it is, you know, the forefront of your mind, you do have the time, you do have the will it's hard. It can be hard to wait till that six week clearance. So the thing is, none of this should really be on a timeline because there are many things you should not do at six weeks. So even if the doctor says, okay, you're cleared for exercise, that does not mean you should go start running seven miles the next day. You know, you still need to get back into it in a smart way. I've shared that on, I know I've done a podcast, couldn't tell you the number right now, but I know I've done one on how to approach your postpartum recovery. You need to rebuild the core back first. I do have a whole postpartum program for that, which you could check out at the website if you want to. But kind of before that, because I still recommend you wait until you get that doctor's clearance at six weeks to even start the program, what you can start doing pretty much immediately, like a couple days after giving birth, is working on your breathing and posture. And that might be very boring for you to hear. I know it's even boring for me to say, but we need to get back to the basics, especially because your body is just shifting around so much. 100% of women have dias... I can never say this word, and I say it differently all the time. Diastasis, the diastasis recti. I plan to do a whole episode on this soon, but I need to like get up the courage to keep saying that word. Um, I've also heard it said diastasis, so whatever way you say it is fine. But it's my podcast. I guess I could say it how I want. But anyway, 100% of women have this. It's separation of your abs, okay? A lot of women say like, oh, I just don't want to get that. The reality is 100% of us have it at childbirth. Your body cannot fit the baby without letting your abs, without making your abs really separate away from each other. So it shouldn't be a scary thing. It shouldn't be this big taboo thing. Just know that we're all going to have it by the end. It's just a question of how quickly they go back together. Some people go back very quickly. Some, it takes more time. So that is one big thing to look for. I can't tell you like, yep, you're clear to just go hop into whatever when your abs are, you know, miles away from each other. It's just going to do more harm than good. So in that state, even a couple days after giving birth, your body's going to start coming back together on its own. Your ribs are going to start shifting back to where they should be. Your abs should start migrating toward each other. So what you can do is sit up nice and tall, put your hands on your ribs and on your low back and practice 360 breathing. 
trying to make sure you are inhaling in through the nose and your ribs and your stomach and your back are expanding. It should not be you inhale and your stomach goes in like you suck in. It should actually be that when you inhale, you expand out, but not just in the front. I was going over this with my sister the other day and she was having such difficulty breathing into her back. And most of us do, and she's not pregnant right now, but pregnant, not pregnant, whatever. This kind of breathing is good for all of us to practice, okay? So you can start working on that. You can start working on posture, especially because when you have that baby, there's so much opportunity to like become forward shouldered because we're sitting there nursing, we're pumping. Like think about as I'm doing this, I'm like hunching my shoulders and straightening up. But think about how rounded you can get. So sitting up tall, putting your shoulders back, relaxing your neck and jaw, practicing your breathing. That is what you can start doing immediately. Then a couple, like two, I would never recommend before two weeks really to start lying on the floor on your back and doing breathing exercises and then slowly pushing your abs toward each other while you do a kind of a little baby crunch up. That's part of my program. You can start doing that kind of stuff at around two weeks, but you don't need to rush it. You're, you can't rush your body coming back together anyway. You know, we see these celebrities and stuff having these crazy bounce backs. That's fine, but they have so much time to d- devote to it. They have all the, you know, tricks and stuff in the world, and they don't mind if they're doing it unhealthily. You know, many of them are don't care about their milk supply, but are just going to super cut calories to drop the fat. And that's hopefully not you. That's hopefully not us. So telling you exactly what I would do and what I am going to do is just worry about bonding with that baby, getting into the new routine of life, which whether it's your first or your fifth is going to still be different, bringing a new little person home to your squad and just start worrying about your posture and breathing. It's just something good to keep in mind anyways, as you are doing all those things like nursing, like pumping, whatever, even just holding the baby where you're forward. Try to think about putting some support for your low back, pulling your shoulders up and that kind of thing. And then maybe two, three weeks in starting to work on very basic core engagements, testing out how that diastasis is and all that jazz. Nothing more than that, especially till your six weeks. So that is that. You can again go pop over wherever it is and find the postpartum episode if you want to hear more on that topic. And lastly, do you have any tips for hitting your protein target? This came from someone in the challenge and totally makes sense because we're trying to get their macros balanced out. And this is a common question I get. My first tip here is just to up your portions. Many, many times, if I just go into a client's food logs and I look at it, I can solve most of their problems just by upping their portions. If they're normally eating three ounces of chicken, I just up it to five. And then same thing, like if they're having three ounces of chicken at lunch, three ounces of ground turkey at dinner, I up both to five and they're practically there without even having to add all these foods. I think the first thing we think about is what protein snacks can I add? That should be like the fourth thing you look at. First, look at your portions Remember, your serving sizes are just suggested guidelines. It has nothing to do with your individual needs. So first, just up what you can, okay? If you have an omelet for breakfast and you feel like you're going to, you know, outrun your fats, you're going to overrun your fats by adding more eggs, and you normally say you make your omelet with two eggs, do two eggs, two egg whites, okay? If it breaks your heart to throw out the yolk, buy a little egg white carton and dump some of those in with the eggs, and you're going to automatically add protein just there, from something you're already eating. You're just upping the portions. So that's my first tip is just up the portions of what you're already eating. Then tip number two would be make sure you do have high protein at every meal. So for most of my meat 
eaters, it's the easy go-to is meat. If you have chicken sausage or turkey bacon or something like that at breakfast, it's going to have a lot of protein in it. If you have chicken, turkey, steak, whatever for lunch and dinner, it's going to be a little bit easier to hit that, right? If you are not a meat eater, which are a couple of people who I have in the challenge right now, a couple one-on-one clients I have, look at what are your big protein sources that you do eat. Eggs, chickpeas, lentils, those kinds of things. It is a little bit tougher, but pea protein, you know, clean protein bars, I guess that could be tip like three and four is then enhance with protein as needed, okay? Get as much as you can. I can totally get my whole day of about 140 grams of protein just from whole food sources and it's not a problem. I just, you know, up my portions. I include a lot of naturally high protein things like eggs. If I don't have eggs for breakfast because I usually do my overnight oats, I will do hard boiled eggs as snacks sometimes. Like think about real whole foods as snacks too. I literally will eat turkey meatballs as snacks, okay? Most people think snacks and think like, oh, you know, kettle chips or whatever or even like freeze-dried fruits. But look at your proteins that you could stick in there for snacks, beef jerky, that kind of stuff. I'm not big on jerky, but that's another one you could do. So first up your portions, then look at what you can add. You could look at some protein-enhanced things of the food you're already eating. If you're already eating pasta, make it a protein pasta. If you're already eating some kind of bread, look for a high-protein bread. These little tweaks add up so, so much. And then again, clean protein sources that are, you know, not necessarily whole foods like organ plant-based protein powder is a great one that I will throw in my oats, that I will throw in shakes. Raw Rev Glow Bars are pretty clean. They're not even necessarily protein bar. They're really more of just a bar because I think they're only about 10 grams, 11 grams of protein. But you catch my drift. All those things add up. So number one, though, look at your portions first. Most people's problems are solved just from that, okay? And make sure you have a a meat at your lunch and dinner. If I find a recipe that I really like that doesn't have meat in it, I'll make the recipe and then I'll throw grilled chicken in it or I will throw shredded chicken in it or I'll find some meat that obviously within reason, that sounds gross if it's like a breakfast recipe, but if it's, you know, some kind of chickpea pasta or something, I'll be like, okay, what meat can I throw in this? If it's a soup, what meat can I throw in this? And it's just automatically going to up your protein. All right. Woo. Okay, ladies, I hope that that was helpful. Thank you for all of you. Thank you to all of you who submitted your questions. Please do so anytime. Again, fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com or fitmomlifetothefullest on Instagram. I am so appreciative. So I'm not sitting here on my hands waiting for questions to come in. And I want to make sure I am being helpful to you. And I want to just talk about things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about what you want to hear about. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next time.